get my guitar and go. Don't worry so much, Hawk. Check out all this neat stuff. Easy on the neck, eh? You're choking me. Ooh. Thanks, ducks. <laughs> and just where do you think you're going? That guitar belongs to Hawker. Kids, <laughs> I love them. My biggest audience. <laughs> But we have to make certain y'all don't leave now, don't we, little viewers? I remember the days I used to shop at Montgomery Ward and Woolsworth for appliances, but you know, times have changed. So let's go ahead and get into the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and I'm Mike Russo. And this reminds me, Will, gotta pay my electric bill. <laughs> yeah, you gotta pay that, man. You gotta have the lights on and stuff, man. Yep, yep. Okay, yeah, man. Uh, Mike, how you been, man? Been good, been good. Um, you know, nobody really can tell from just talk, us talking, but it's been a, about a week and a half since we recorded one of these episodes, so we've got a bit of a break. Yeah, So man. it's, um, feel a little rusty, even though it hasn't been that long, but here we are. Yeah, man, I, I've been out of town. I'm a little tired. I'm a little still jet lag, and uh, I guess I'm still trying to get back to the eastern time zone, man, since I went all out west coast, you know? You were gone for like a week, too. Yeah, I was gone for quite a while, man. We went to, um... Well, let's, let me just tell the people, you know, even though this is going to air like a month and a half after my trip, but uh, basically I go every year. This is my sixth year in a row going to uh, the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. And uh, my buddy Joe uh, flew out with me last year and this year. Uh, he added a little additional uh, part to our trip. You know, we now go to uh, Seattle and Everett, Washington, because he is a hardcore Funko collector. And that's where the Funko headquarters uh, store is. And we camped out there for like five hours. Man, he's insane with that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we camped out five hours before Funko opened because it was a Wednesday. And that's when they dropped their new exclusive every Wednesday. Uh, it was nothing great. It was Wednesday Adams uh, from the Adams family. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was nothing great. But, you know, we went in there. Uh, found some pops. I got a, uh, a mint launch pad, which I'm really excited about. Uh, got a few pops that are not even out yet, which is kind of cool. Uh, he, man, I, I can't put him out on blast, but he, he, he went big. <laughs> he definitely went big. And, um, out there, Mike, guess what? I got an iPhone, man, at a flea market. What, what, what? <laughs> I got an iPhone at a flea market, man. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, man. Um, it's the real deal. Uh, he did tell me how he attained it, so I'm not gonna put him out on blast either. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's a flea market, so I, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of expected. Um, and then we go to the Portland Gaming Expo, which is a huge thing, man. You can play all the arcades you want. Right. Uh, pinball machines. They have tournaments. They have contests. You could just play an old school Nintendo if you want. And then they had the the vendors who sell. All the retro video games from ColecoVision to Atari to Nintendo. Uh, 
normally the Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and Super Nintendo are the big things people are trying to collect out there. Right. But but this year it kind of went handheld. There was a lot of Game Boys, uh, Game Boy Advances, Sega Game Gear, uh, the Turbo Express. Mm. Yeah, this year the handheld dominated, man. It was they were everywhere. People were buying them like crazy. Um, uh, I did get finally the Darkwing Duck NES uh, version complete. I got the box, the manual, it included the game. Even though I already had the game, I just could not pass it up for the price the guy was selling it for. Right, right. Yeah, so you know that was big. I I wanted that complete, and now I got to get everybody to autograph it. Jim, Katie, uh, Terry, Tad, Mike Peraz. I got to get everybody on there, man. Cool. Yeah, I so never that's... I I never actually owned the game. By the time um that game came out, I had a Super Nintendo, and I wasn't buying NES games anymore, and I never did pick it up. Oh well, I got an extra one now. You can have it. Oh cool. I'd have to get my <laughs> Nintendo's hooked up one of these days. <laughs> yeah man so but like if you're out there in the west coast or you're into retro video gaming i gotta tell you guys you can look this up on youtube it is probably the biggest retro video game uh convention here in the in the u.s it is huge man and uh i don't know if people watch youtube but the avgn was there a angry video game nerd he had like oh two yeah him. yeah i got his autograph uh he signed my blu-ray disc of his movie uh i had a blast though man it was cold and it rained a lot and I'm tired now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you're glad to be back. Yeah, man. Um, all right. So let, let's get, get ready to get into the episode a little bit, Mike. But do you no remember problem. Montgomery Wards? Um, no, we didn't have those in my area. I do remember Woolworth, though. Okay. We, so ha- we had one of those close to home. Okay. Yeah, so I remember that. Yeah, I remember. That's where my dad used to get a lot of our appliances from. Woolworth and... Uh, Montgomery Ward. Kmart was pretty big back then, too. Service uh, merchandise. Oh, I forgot about service merchandise. Yeah, <laughs> all the, you couldn't buy things when you were there. Everything was on display, and they'd go into a back room, and they'd get you the item. Yeah, uh, I remember, like, this kind of little changing the subject, just a tad bit, but uh, I remember, like, the toys. I used to go to Babbage's and KB Toy Stores. Yeah, uh, I remember those. Yeah, Toys R Us was was big then, but it was just we couldn't afford Toys R Us. That was like you gotta have money for that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm um, bringing it back on topic to video games. I mean, at least as you know, um, service merchandise. I got a ColecoVision there when I was a kid. Oh, so we're going, we're going all the way back. Oh yeah, uh, was that your first console? Mine was a Atari 2600. Yeah, I got the ColecoVision and an adapter that played 2600 games mm-hmm. that came with that you can get with Coleco. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that was legal, but that's what they did back then. But let's move on to the episode. Yeah, definitely. Let's move on. Uh, what's the episode today, Mike? A revolution in home appliances, which I think is actually a pretty funny name. Oh, yeah. You know, hey. a, revo- a revolution. That's what they say. Like, it's a revolution in home appliances. But in this episode, <laughs> the appliances revolt. Oh, yeah. So it's, still, <laughs> it's, it's funny. I think it's a funny title. Okay. Man. So, Mike, uh, when was the air date for this one in uh, production order? Monday, September 23rd, 1991, and uh, this is the latest episode we're talking about so far. This is 47th in production order. Ooh, that's like in the so, middle of the pack. So this is deep. This is this is actually after the Justice Ducks episodes had, had been uh, just shortly after the, those as far as production order goes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the numbers don't, don't mean that much. I mean... They're numbers, you know, episodes, you know, get 
you know, it's 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 a later one, definitely a later one. You can tell it kind of is. The characters are a bit more fleshed out, especially Goslin and Honker, and mm-hmm. definitely Megavolt as well. This is uh, they've got they've got a handle on him by now. You know, this is definitely you know classic Megavolt. It's a good episode. And I'm not okay. gonna knock it too much. It's you know it's it's about average, but it's still good. Okay. And um, <laughs> who was it written by? This one was written by a new writer that we haven't talked about. Uh, his name is Gary Sperling, and he pretty much did nothing but Disney shows, starting with Darkwing Duck, um, going through shows like Raw Tunage, Bonkers, Gargoyles, Hercules, Kim Possible. He was a writer and editor for all these shows, and he's done nothing past 2004, so I guess he's retired. Mm-hmm. Um, his Darkwing episodes are about average. Like, this one's average. This one's an average Megavolt episode. He also wrote uh, Slaves to Fashion, which is an average Tuscanini episode. The Incredible Bulk, which is an average Bushroot episode. Going Nowhere Fast, which is a decent Negaduck episode. He also co-wrote Cleanliness is Next to Badliness, one of one that's not very good. But, you know, he's, he's an okay writer, not one of my favorites. His episodes are okay. okay. And our story editor was a man named Tom Minton. Mm-hmm. Now, this guy, goes, this guy goes back a bit. Um, he got his start in the late 70s, um, writing for garbage coming from out of Filmation. You know Filmation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fat Albert, He-Man, stuff like that. He wrote for all that trash. Um, and uh, eventually he got, you know, he started working for Warner Brothers, and he's all over the Warner shows. Um, Tiny Toons, Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, um, Tom and Jerry direct-to-video movies, Duck Dodgers. He's still active. And um, one, one, one Animaniacs character, let me say, um, was modeled after him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do you want, um, it was the brain. Really? Yes. Nah, get out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, um, he was. Brain was modeled after him. Um, if you take a look at Tom Minton, mm-hmm. uh, when you get a chance, just go on you know, Google, take a look, look at him. Yeah, right now. that is that is who Brain was modeled after. He is the model for Brain. <laughs> okay. And um, yeah, so um, he's still active. He's also on Facebook. I've seen him on Facebook. Um, yeah, so he had a good career. Um, I don't know how many other Darkwing episodes he's a story editor on, so we'll find out soon enough. Um, so yeah, the story editor was Tom Minton. It was oh, written. Wow. By he Gary. does look like him. He does look like <laughs> Brain, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Are you pondering what I'm pondering, Will? Oh man. Cool fun fact though, man. That was cool, man. Yeah, I love that show. Um so I could talk about that show all day too. Um, <laughs> and our animation studio was Sun Woo. I I've liked Sun Woo so far. And I'll be honest with you, there was two scenes that really stood out to me on this episode with Sun Woo, man. So when we get there, we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, so we're going into the third week of Disney Afternoon shows, where our episodes are average. We don't have the standouts the way we did the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, four Sun Wu shows. So you get an idea what we're in for. Um, but a Megavolt episode, a Steelbeak episode, a Tuscanini episode. Uh, we're going to meet Jambalaya Jake, and we're going to end the week with a Morgana episode on Saturday morning. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the best part, I'll say it now, mm-hmm. um, Negaduck would be the last episode we recorded where we're going off bootlegs. Oh, but okay. By the time we get to Fungus Among Us, we're going to have Disney Plus to use. 
That's true. That is yep. true. So we are nothing but DVDs and Disney Plus from this moment on to watch All these right. episodes. That's exciting, too. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we got a few interesting episodes coming up. Nothing spectacular, but we're leading up to some good ones. And um, let's start talking about the plot. All right. So basically, we start off with Megavolt. In a, that wasn't really his hideout, was it? You know what? I, I get confused with his hideouts you know, now. <laughs> we talked about this in Negaduck. Like I said, I feel like the lighthouse is his home, and this building on the bad part of town, you can see in the opening shot, it's on the other side of the tracks. Mm-hmm. It's got to be like a workshop. Okay. You know, where he does all of his tinkering with his devices, his Tron splitters, his all these things he creates. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the building's actually kind of neat how it has a giant, like, switch on the mm-hmm. facade. <laughs> which is a nice little visual touch. You got to love the background design on Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is our fourth Megavolt episode, at least in air date. And every single one of them, he's either the first character we see or he shows up within the first five seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, they love using him. Oh, like, yeah. Like, here he is and Darkwing isn't even around. He's the first character who shows up. You know, it's like, Megavolt always gets to show up really early. Um so he's created a power transfer generator, and he's explaining what it does to his friend, the light bulb, of course, mm-hmm. because, you know, all his best friends are light bulbs. <laughs> uh, so this thing he's going to use to carry large uh, masses of power without recharging. Yeah, I remember him saying that. He was like, I, didn't he say he can go like a week without recharging? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And um, this episode, holy jeez, Megavolt gets shocked a lot in this episode. <laughs> like, he gets... Dan Castellaner's vocal cords get a workout in this one. Um, so, yeah, the machine doesn't work, and it's a loose connection, and when he touches it, he gets a huge shock. Yeah, it was like a short on it or something. Yeah, and he's, he's glowing pink. And so he, he, touches, touch, he touches a... Refrigerator. He touches a big refrigerator, and what happens to the fridge? It comes to life. It comes to life. Uh, this refrigerator is voiced by Neil Ross. Um, I'm not going to go crazy telling you everything he did. He just has a very big filmography from 1984 to today. And he was in just about everything you could possibly name from that period and a few other Darkwing episodes. Um, one character I know right away he did. He did um, one of Darkwing's ancestors from uh, Inherit the Wimp. Oh, okay. He did the uh, the Whitling Kid, the cowboy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the refrigerator, voiced by Neil Ross, and this uh, kind of Brooklyn kind of accent. Right? BK? Yeah, he's like, um, "How you doing, big guy?" <laughs> and he's, I, I, he's cool. I like the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And um, but then you know, Megavolt's all excited. He gave the refrigerator life. It's awesome. It's real power. And then we jump to suburbia. Yeah, we get Goss, Tank, and Honker. They're all trying to start a band. And I'm glad oh. the whole episode isn't about trying to start a band. Ugh, I would <laughs> hate it if that was all the episode was about. There was a Goof Troop episode where they did that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Dana Hill, oh, and it was awful. This one is just it's just a setup for what's going to happen. Oh, but yeah. Goslin mentions that she wants to be lip-syncing her big hit. And <laughs> Millie you, Vanilli. <laughs> yes, I had that. Yeah, you know that's definitely referencing Millie Vanilli and their big <laughs> lip-syncing fiasco of 1989. <laughs> oh my God, I remember that. I was maybe 10. I, was I don't eight. know how old you. I, yeah, that was 
That was a big deal. It was a huge. I was eight years old and I knew about it. <laughs> yeah, they were they were being made fun of for a long time after that. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what she mentions, what she's referencing here when she says that. And a little bit from Katie as Honker, where um, Goslin tells uh, Tank that he has just what he needs to be good in the band, whatever she says. And then Honker says right into the microphone, yeah, set of drums. Set of drums, because <laughs> he already owns them. <laughs> but he says it into the microphone. Yeah. Oh, uh, but but, Honker, but before we move on, though, Mike, man. Sure, man, sure. Man, that music was god-awful, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Terrible. Christine with the her- terrible singing. <laughs> it was awful oh, Goslin, Goslin's singing terrible the music's awful and, and Drake's got the pillows over his ears mm-hmm. yeah and, <laughs> Drake can't stand it um, he tells him to quiet it down he screams it right into the microphone and um, so yeah um, so we um, yeah, Honker we got... has to take guitar lessons unless you have something to mention about Drake well, I was just gonna say Drake. Uh, remember, he came in there with the pillows and yeah, he's telling him he, to keep it down. And, yeah, keep it down and all that. And of course, it's a cartoon, so somehow the uh, speaker throws him against the wall mm-hmm. because that happens in cartoons. So Honker has to go take guitar lessons. I like how his guitar instructor has like a comb over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think he's like a a hippie, a teenager, or something? Then you get a good close look at him, and he's he's clearly like in his fifties. Yeah. <laughs> I, I what I liked about this scene on the animation part, I loved how it was going back and forth between Megavolt in the fridge, Honker and the guitar lessons because they were right next door to each other. I thought that was really cool how they were going bouncing back and forth like Megavolt. Right. Was, yeah, I, like, I really liked it. Like we bounced back and forth a lot when we reviewed Flim, Film Flam, mm-hmm. but this one does the same thing, but it's a lot easier to follow. It's a much better written and edited episode. It does have a better flow. I, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. It Even definitely though we're has ju- better. You're right. We're jumping around from the house to Megavolt's place to the house mm-hmm. again, back and forth. But you never lose what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's a very evenly. It flows very well. Mm-hmm. And um, so Megavolt wants to bring another appliance to life. So he charges himself up again and touches the television. TV's alive. TV's alive. alive. And as the TV's coming to life, the um, the power goes through the um. The cord through a uh, cable out the house into the other apartment and brings Honker's guitar to life. Mm-hmm. But Honker doesn't see it and thinks it's disappeared. Okay. Now, Honker. who voiced the guitar? I, I did like the – they kind of stereotyped the guitar. The guitar <laughs> was voiced by um, an actor named Brian George. Okay. Uh, another, another actor with a big resume from 1976 to today. Mm-hmm. All sorts of live action and cartoons and stuff like that. I – didn't write anything specifically down that he did, but yeah, the guitar is kind of stereotyped. He's got that Mick Jagger sound, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, um, he's fine. The guitar is fine. I like I like the TV a lot more though. Yeah, the TV. He changes his accent numerous times yeah, on there. The, the TV is S. Scott Bullock. We've mentioned him before too. He's also in this episode as Tom Lockjaw a few times as well. Uh, um, Tom Lockjaw scene is hilarious at the end. <laughs> so, yeah, the TV. I mean, he doesn't shape shift, but I kind of got a genie vibe from him the way he keeps jumping the different celebrity voices. Mm-hmm. Like he does Jack Nicholson. He does it a few times. He does Pee Wee Herman, Walter Cronkite. William F. Buckley, Ricky Ricardo, Julia Child. It's like the most reference-heavy I think Darkwing Duck ever got. 
Mm-hmm. Like this TV is doing all sorts of impressions. Oh, yeah. you know, and honestly, Scott Bullock isn't a, a voice actor you jump to immediately when you talk about Darkwing Duck, but he's all over this show. He is. And he's great as this TV. I, I don't know how they would do it now because, you know, technology has changed quite a bit. I mean, mm-hmm. we just have a tube TV with a face on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it'd probably be different if they did it now. But it, I like the TV. Out of the four appliances that come to life, I think the TV is my favorite just because he keeps doing all these voices. Yeah. You know, and of course, we have, like I said, we have the Pee Wee Herman reference about a year before Pee Wee got into some trouble. <laughs> which we won't which we won't get into no, if you know if you know if you know paul rubens Pee Wee herman you know what he did yeah and um <laughs> well if you're you're our age you know what he did <laughs> so yeah as of right now so megavolt has his tv he has his fridge he doesn't know the guitar is alive yeah so megavolt wants to create a whole um appliance gang mm-hmm. but meanwhile goslin comes home and Honker comes home, I mean, and tells Goslin his guitar is gone. Yep. And and uh, they said, who would take the who is still Honker's guitar? And Hank go, and I mean Tanko's probably a music lover. <laughs> 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 There's this great face on Tank when he says that too. Um, I, like I like Tank in this episode. I do. Man. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot to do, but I kind of like it when Tank is part of the group. Uh-huh. Which doesn't happen. I think there's like maybe two episodes where Tank is like a functioning part mm-hmm. of like Goslin's little circle. Like this one and Toys R Us. Other than that, like Tank's always the bully and you kind of don't like him sometimes. Here he's fine. He doesn't get a lot of scenes though. Yeah. And um, so Goslin goes running in and tells Drake. Who's, you know, uh, um, who's sad? He can't, he can't find no crime at the moment. And immediately as soon as he finds out that there's trouble, he, uh, he name drops Steelbeak and Tuscanini. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, as a, so as a kid, I knew those two characters would be coming back mm-hmm. just because he mentioned them. Oh, yeah. And we got lame Launchpad sitting there with his button collection. <laughs> Come on, Launchpad. You can do better than that. Yeah. <laughs> he's still he's still funny in this episode, though. Launchpad. You know, he doesn't have much. He's got his moments. Yeah, he, got, he definitely has his moments. Yeah, so Launchpad takes all the buttons with him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um, so, so Megavolt shows up at an electronics store, and you notice the car he's driving. Oh, it looked like the one from uh, Duck. Was it Duck Blind? Yeah. Um, did he drive his crazy car in Duck Blind? I don't remember if he no, did. No, he he didn't drive it. He he was controlling it with a remote. But this oh, time, he, this is a crazy car though. This one. Oh yeah, it, it kind of resembled the Ghostbusters car. He's, it's got like a big light bulb in the front, a socket in the back. I think it's got like a huge generator or engine on the roof. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. You don't even see it that long, but it's yeah. like they designed this crazy car for Megavolt to drive. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it. I, I liked it too. It de- it definitely resembles the same car from Duck Blind, but I could tell it's not. But it, yeah, it, it definitely resembled different. it. Yeah. And uh, they want to bring to life this this insane power tool that has a chainsaw on it and like this it's like this it's it's like a deadly weapon almost. Mm-hmm. And um, so unfortunately, it had a defective circuit breaker. And instead of bringing that thing to life, what do they bring to life? The hair dryer. <laughs> yeah, the salon chair. <laughs> um, and the salon chair was voiced by an actress named Marilyn Lightstone, um, who is still active. Um, her career started in 72, much like the other actors we've mentioned, nothing that jumps out as too distinctive, but she was in a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That's all I'm going to say about her. Um, she's fine as the hairdryer. The voice kind of sounds like she's going for, like, Rosie the Robot from the Jetsons, kind of. Oh, that's, yeah. a good, that's a good comparison. Yeah, it definitely has that sound to it. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, the, the hairdryer is alive now, too. And we and, finally get a Darkwing appearance. Yeah, he's <laughs> been a while since he's been... He hasn't been Darkwing at all in this episode. At all. <laughs> so he shows up with no entrance. He just appears. And uh, Megavolt, has, Megavolt says this a lot. Whenever Darkwing shows up, Megavolt goes, Don't you ever knock. And he called him Sparky, didn't he? He does call him Sparky in this episode, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, the refrigerator starts knocking Launchpad around. Mm-hmm. And Launchpad's so clueless, he goes, hey, who did that? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so the uh, the hairdryer traps Darkwing, and Megavolt gets away. Mm-hmm. He, gives, he gives Darkwing a crazy haircut. And um, then we get a Tom Lockjaw reporting. Yes, yeah, so because Megavolt goes back to the apartment, all the appliances uh, gather around, and we get Tom Lockjaw. I think this is the first time we see, like, Tom Lockjaw, like, on the scene. Mm-hmm. Like his whole body, like on the scene, talking about the opening of a new uh, electric generator, right? Yep. And uh, so Megavolt's like, hey, let's go over there. That'd be a perfect place to go and uh, charge up. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is probably the silliest scene in the entire film. and I, I, Episode, I mean, not film. <laughs> um, so Megavolt and the appliance gang go to the generator. What are Darkwing and Launchpad hiding under? Under a table? <laughs> under a table with a sheet on it. <laughs> this is the episode where Darkwing surprises Megavolt by hiding under a table. Yep. Like, what is up with that? <laughs> and um, but they're beaten like right away. The appliances knock them out. Mm-hmm. Like actually, and Megavolt drags them off, ties them up over the generator. And the this the, the act, like the first act of this episode ends with like this great Megavolt laugh. Yeah, and he calls, like, he does like a sizzling duck joke yeah, or something. Yeah, today we're making sizzling duck and just Dan's laughter. Like, <laughs> especially when he sustains it, when he like really goes for broke with the laugh, like he does here. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I love it. But um, like all great villains, he's not going to stick around for the uh, for Darkwing's demise. He's out of there. Yeah. But uh, so they escape um, by swinging back and forth and letting the lightning uh, zap the ropes. And I do like that Launchpad gets confused and uh, Darkwing uh, gets left. zapped right. He gets zapped right in the face. Uh, he gets burned <laughs> to a crisp, man. <laughs> his, his, whole, his whole head turns black. Um, but yeah, Goslin and Honker aren't letting it go. They want to find this guitar. Now this is the animation scene I think I'm uh, where I really got impressed when Goss and Honker find the hideout and oh, they're yeah? sneak and they're sneaking in there. You can see their shadows and stuff. Yeah, that is pretty cool, actually. That one looked amazing. I was like, whoa. I had to pause it and rewind it again. I was like, man, there's that looks so cool. There's a few good angles and shadows as I sneak into the room. Mm-hmm. And Goslin's like, hey, um, he's got your guitar. And Honker goes, if he wants it so bad, let him keep it. <laughs> Honker's really cute in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go in, and Megavol isn't home, but the appliances are. Yep. And um, so Goslin, you know, she... She convinces them to rebel. Yep. And she's like, you don't have to, you know, obey your boss. If you want to let us go, let us go. And I love the line from the TV. And the TV says, um, we're not going to have the temerity to let them go. <laughs> I just, I'm like, that's such like a big word, temerity. I know, right? <laughs> I, I, 
and I know I get the gist of it, but I had when I was a kid, I know what the word meant. Yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna have the temerity to let them go, of course, but she does have a point. And um we get a quick little thunder quack scene. Yeah, and LP the the, the smart one on this but, one. Yeah, but I feel like it's kind of forced. Like it comes out of nowhere, like Launchpad's like maybe he's collecting all the lost appliances. Mm-hmm. And I feel like where would Launchpad get that idea? That there are <laughs> lost appliances. Yeah. Like I, I mean you have I've said it before, yeah, you have to get these characters to where they have to be. The plot has to keep going. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Launchpad just like, hey, he's collecting all the lost appliances. And Darkwing's like, yeah, he is. Oh, it must be Honker's guitar. Oh, yeah, I hope the kids are safe. <laughs> it's like, I wanna, I'll say it now. I feel mm-hmm. like this episode, as far as the writing goes, knows what it's doing with Megavolt, the appliances, Goslin, and Honker. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like Darkwing and Launchpad are as essential as I feel like they should be in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, you could take them out and it'd still be the same show. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. It, it still works. For, did it bother you? It didn't bother me, but it was the first time I noticed that. Okay. Like, I've been watching this one for years, and I'm like, huh. I'm like, I feel like Darkwing doesn't necessarily have to be in this one, and it's his show. Yeah. You know? It's, it's you know, no biggie. And um, so Megavolt goes, comes home, and what did, what happens to Megavolt? He gets frozen. Yeah, the refrigerator freezes him. And they explain their plan. They're going to plug Megavolt into the into the um, power supply of the generator and bring all the appliances to life. Yeah, every last and, one of them, man. And <laughs> say this is, yeah, poor, poor Megavolt. He, he becomes a tool at this point. Yeah, they like turn he, on him, and now they're using him. Yeah, and did you notice the um the Coneheads reference with Goslin's new hairdo? Oh, I missed it. I remember her with the Conehead though when she was sitting in the chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they gave her a little Conehead hairdo, and so they drag Megavolt over to the power generator and they plug him in. And I wish they had done a scene with like chaos all over Saint Canard with all the different appliances coming to life. Like that would have been so cool. I mean, what we do get is neat with Tom Lockjaw. Well, I, I was going to say, before the Tom Lockjaw part, it doesn't the whole power go out in uh, St. Canard? Yep. Oh, no, not yet. Not toward yet? The, okay. Toward okay. the end. Okay. Um, but um, it would have been cool if we got, like, a, a scene of, like, uh, Herb's TV going crazy or, like, Binky's washing machine throwing dishes at her or something crazy like that. But so what you, does, didn't like the, you didn't like the Tom Lockjaw? No, I do, I do like it. What, oh, they okay. do, what they do is cool. I just wish we got more of it, you know? Oh, so, you wanted so, more? Okay. So what happens to Tom Lockjaw? Oh, man, he gets shaved. <laughs> his razor comes to life, and it even grows a pair of eyes and just shaves his hair. <laughs> oh, poor Tom Lockjaw. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a cool scene, though, because it's, it's kind of brutal. It's like... I get what you're saying, because I, I liked it that it was Lockjaw, because we never really get to see him like that, you know? Yeah. And then, but you, what you're saying does make sense. It would have been kind of cool to see Herb or Binky, you know, to add a little more to it. Like, Or just, like, chaos in the streets or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, cause they make a big deal about it, but, you know, it's fine. It's whatever. And, um, and then Darkwing shows up, and we get an entrance finally. Finally. <laughs> I am the repairman who tells you your warranty has run out. All right, DW, you tell him. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so this is when Megavolt just keeps getting shocked over and over and over. Like the poor guy. Yeah. Dar- Launchpad turns the hose on him. 
Yeah, LP was the first one to shock him in on the scene. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the um the blow dryer take the hair dryer takes pity on Megavolt. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know how familiar you are, you are with like ad slogans, but when the um the salon chair picks him up, she says you're soaking in it. That was a palm olive commercial from the eighties. Okay. And um, uh, you know, I didn't remember that one. <laughs> I remember all of like where's the beef and stuff like that. I remember all of those uh crazy commercial uh jingles from back in the 80s yeah so that's a reference too lots of references here mm-hmm. and um so then the uh the other three appliances are attacking launchpad and um darkwing again mm-hmm. so megavolt pff, megavolt didn't think this plan out very well not at all <laughs> <laughs> what does megavolt do uh that's when he threw the the lightning right no he grabs the axe Oh, oh, you're right. He grabbed the axe and he hit the generator. <laughs> and he shocks himself. Yeah. Which is probably one of the longest sustained Megavolt screams in the entire show. Like, he's clearly in pain. He is screaming. Mm-hmm. And uh, Goslin hooks him up to a well, cord she, and they she tie hooks up everybody up. up. Yeah, all the appliances get hooked up. Mm-hmm. And um, then we, you know, speaking of chaos, then it, then everything hits the fan. Like oh, yeah. all the all these poor appliances, they're like screaming and the salon chair's head spinning around and it's just it's insanity. It's like probably my favorite part of the episode because it's like everything is going insane. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like um, what is this one? D- I was gonna say, is this when DW shoots the gas gun in the water? Yeah, he shoots at the uh, the sprinkler system. Okay. And Megavolt gets electrocuted again. <laughs> <laughs> poor Megavolt. And um, this is when the city blacks out. Oh, okay. Now, I love the animation on that part, man. I thought it was yeah, amazing. There's a lot of, like, electricity and effect shots in this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised it didn't end up over at Japan. Because mm-hmm. there's so much going on as far as that goes. It would have been pretty cool if it was animated over in Japan. But I'll take Sun Wu. They're fine. That's what I was going to say. Some Wu, I've noticed that they seem pretty decent to me in all the episodes, but they always have like one or two scenes that really stand out every time. They get better. Yeah. Sun Wu does get better as the series as the series goes on and the animators get used to the characters. Mm-hmm. They get better. I will I will admit that. The earliest Sun Wu shows I think were a little weak. Like the first week of shows we did. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think they've gotten a lot better already. And this one was done a little bit later, so you can tell they're comfortable with the characters and the the angles and the shadows. Mm-hmm. There are some good, you know, some of my all-time favorite episodes, not that like my top five ones, but some of my favorites are, are Sun Wu episodes, and I have no problem saying that. Um, so yeah, so everything goes back to normal. The appliances are lifeless again, and they turn on Pelican's Island. Pelicans Island, Gilligan's Island. I, I, you can actually hear the theme song somewhat in the background. Yeah, they composed a theme song for it, and uh, <laughs> and Honker mentions that Pelican blew up the island with a torpedo. I don't think Gilligan ever did that, but I wouldn't be shocked if he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I like Darping's last line. He goes, "Oh yeah, everything is definitely back to abnormal." Normal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's a decent episode. I mean, we have we we're not geeking out on it like we did at Negaduck, mm-hmm. but um, it's fine. It's not bad. It, it's one of those episodes. It's solid for like a one-time watch. You wouldn't watch it over and over like a Negaduck episode or um, 
uh, Mr. Banana Brain. Uh, yeah. The Haunting of Mr. Banana Brain. It's yeah, one of but, those episodes that you, you still watch it. It's not terrible. It's not one of the ones I skip, like Apes of Wrath. Oh, my God, I hate oh, that episode. Apes of Wrath. That's uh, two, two episodes from now. We'll get into another one I can't stand. Uh-oh. Um <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> but having Megavolt in it really helps. Cause yeah. Megavolt makes every episode better just by being in it. Mm-hmm. Like, there are no episodes of Megavolt that are actually bad. Mm-hmm. And he it helps that he's in it. This is a good one for Goslin. It's it's fine. It's good. It's I have no problem with it. I'm gonna okay. give it I'm gonna give it three gas gun canisters. You're gonna give it three? Okay. Yeah. A little a little above average. I think it's just strong enough. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna give it a two and a half. I, I think it's decent. You know, it's like you said, average. Um, I I think what I, where I could have gave it a three is because of Megavolt and Gaz. They really stand out on this episode. Right. You, you, know, you don't get much Darkwing. You know, Megavolt. I, I, he's hilarious in this, but he doesn't get to dominate because it's more about the appliances. You think he's going to when the episode starts? But yeah. The, but the more appliances that show up, the more they start to overshadow him. Mm-hmm. And then when he becomes just their tool, like. He kind of, but he's still funny. Oh yeah, like he's still fun to watch, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I love that little bit when the um the refrigerator says to him, "Now that I'm alive, what do I do?" Mm-hmm. And Megavolt goes, "Just chill out," and he cracks <laughs> up at his own joke. Like, again, Megavolt has so much fun being Megavolt. Oh yeah, and it's it, it really helps the episode. If it was like if he wasn't in it and it was some other like one shot character or like a foul. I wouldn't. I'd probably rate this a lot lower, but having a minute really helps. Um, now, why, why don't we rate the appliance gang? That's what I was going to do. I was going to ask you to rate the appliances. You know, like, we've already done Megavolt. You know, let's let's do the appliances just for this one episode, just for giggles, you know? Yeah, I mean, we can... I mean, we have, I have no problem rating one-shot villains. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Okay, you, you start this time. What do you want to give them? Um... I'm going to go the same score I gave the episode. I'm going to go two and a half. They're average. I like the guitar. I like the TV. The fridge, I didn't really care too much for the fridge. Um, the, the the hair salon chair, she was okay. You she's know? just kind of there. Yeah, she's kind of there. She's more in the ending than, I guess, to, to you know, for a few jokes with Darkwing's hair, Goss's hair, and, and to dry up Megavolt. But other than that, she, I, she really didn't have a point, you know? I do feel bad for her when she gets electrocuted at the end, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> she. It looks like she's in pain, and her head starts spinning around. It's almost <laughs> tragic. You feel bad for her. The other yeah. ones I don't care for, but when she gets shocked, it's like, oh, that must mm-hmm. hurt. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, whatever. You know what? I'm gonna give them the same score as you. Um, okay. They're not that memorable. Once the episode's over, you kind of forget about them. Mm-hmm. But when you're watching it, I think the TV is a strong enough character because of just Bullock's performance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fun. The guitar is neat. And the other two are okay. I, li- I do like the fridge. You know, okay, I, you did like the fridge? Okay. I do like him. He's, he's, he's cool. But when you're watching it, you enjoy it, but they're not memorable. So I think two and a half is fine. Okay. All right. So that's um, a, revolution home, a revolution in home appliances. Okay. So Mike, um, what we got next? Oh, hey, I did want to mention that we're going to go a while before we get to another solo Megavolt episode. We had a ton of them right away. Mm-hmm. So he's going to show up with the Fearsome Five Injustice Ducks, but we're not going to see him all by himself for a while. And that's what happens, just like with Bushroot. They aired all these Megavolt and Bushroot episodes early, 
Mm-hmm. And then they kind of shot themselves in the foot because now they have nothing to air. Mm-hmm. And that's a shame. But, you know, we're getting cl- we're getting closer to Quacker Jack. Yay! Much closer to Quacker Jack. And once he shows up, we end up seeing a lot of them. So it's it's no big loss. And Negaduck's around the corner, too. Okay. Um, so next episode is Trading Faces. All right. Which I think is a strong one. I think it's I think it's good. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the better body swapping episodes, but we'll talk about um, all of it when we talk about it. Yeah, we may have a special guest uh, co-host for that one. A oh, special yeah. co-host, not a special guest, special co-host. Yeah, it isn't 100% finalized, but mm-hmm. we should have one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's our episode tonight. All right. So, Mike, man, uh, you got anything you want to say or you want to give people where they can find you at? Yeah, I'm over at Facebook, Mike Russo. A couple of people have... Uh, Recently found me on Facebook and uh, messaged me. Um, some somebody randomly messaged me recently and said, "Oh, I love Darkwing too, Darkwing Duck too." And I said, "Oh, you listening to the podcast?" And he goes, "What podcast?" Uh. <laughs> like, <laughs> how did you find me? <laughs> um, yeah, so if you want to find me, I'm over at Facebook, Mike Russo, and uh, Will. How can they find you? Uh, I'm also Will Santana. I'm on Facebook. Um, we also are on Facebook as the page for the St. Canard Files, the Darkwing Duck podcast. Uh, I want to give a shout out to somebody on this episode real quick, Mike. I want to give a shout out to Carrie McCloskey Singlinger. I'm so sorry if I mispronounced your name. She's been pretty active in our group lately, so I, I want to give her a shout out, man. Awesome. Well, thank you for being so active. Okay. Yeah, we're also on IG. Mike, where can they listen to the podcast at? Boy, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple devices, Google Play. You can find us over at YouTube. I know there are a few other platforms. Um, which one, what other platforms? Well, I know there are a few more. Uh, Radio Public, Pocket Cast. Pocket you always, Cast. For, you right. always forget that one. <laughs> I always forget Pocket Cast. I'm like, I always say it has something to do with pockets, and I forget. All right, so we're all over the place. We, I don't think there's any real big. Um, podcast apps we're not on so we're easy to find um please find us if if you're able to re-rate or review us i know itunes does that please leave us a review um come over to our facebook page join um there's a visitor section you could post um get involved message us you know and um we'd love to hear from people and just keep watching them keep listening to the podcast oh yeah one last thing guys before we uh Hang this thing up, man. Uh, if you guys want to go live and show off some of your Darkwing collections and autographs, just message us so we can post it and make you make it live for everybody to see or something, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We love the interactivity. Mm-hmm. I love social media. All right. Well, guys, we're signing off for the night. Uh, I'm Will Santana, my co-host, Mike Russo. Stay dangerous. Good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>